Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and returning from a long week in Arizona full of tequila and apparently sun, looking rosy and ready to go. How are you, Mr. Molitor? Not only did I pack sunscreen, well, I went and found it because I'm not wearing a ton unless I go out, you know, did some skiing or something up here, but I went and found my sunscreen, put it in the bag. And then realized I shouldn't bring it on the plane, put it in the right bag that I checked, put it in the rental car, drove it out to the golf course, and then didn't put any on. Just just like 10, 10 steps of motion waste and then not even use it. But so yeah, Thursday I got a little bit of uh get a little bit of the sunshine and my I woke up and my calves were a little sore because I wore shorts out there. Uh some of that was from walking too, but we did end up uh, we did end up having having a little bit of fun out at the Waste Management Open. And I even got a hat, so pretty happy with my new rope hat. I would have liked to win more money. None of my outrights really got going. Tony Finau was probably it, and he just couldn't putt. Congrats to Mr. Scheffler on uh, doing it again, and congrats to the 900 million thousand people that were out there. It was just a zoo. It was, uh, it was fun. I'd encourage you, if you like going – to places I would go to that place. That would be a place I would pick. Also, just Scottsdale. Shout out to Scottsdale. Phoenix can suck it. Glendale can suck it. Scottsdale is the That's ticket. That's where it's at. Scottsdale is a vibe, man. It's just way, way more chill. And uh, we really enjoyed Old Town Scottsdale. There was a lot, and fuck, half of Philly was there. I, I mean, as far as people wearing gear and maybe just Chiefs fans don't wear as much gear. I don't know, but it was like eight to one Eagles fans for a long part of what, you know, when we were out and walking about. So very fun tournament and then a very fun Super Bowl, which uh, I guess I wish I would have had a little more conviction for this over once I finally got my head around it and realized like this is, you know, this isn't a spot where this should have been ticking down right off the bat. Because I was, I was of the mind that fifty-one was a touch high, and this was in the, you know, the waning moments of uh, the the games that we had two weeks ago, the conference championship games. I said, I think that comes down a little, and then it, it's good. It's good to change your mind in betting. Like if you, you know, if you st- stick with what you think right away, you're probably going to lose some money. You need to take in everything you can and make your make your you know, your bets, your process. And I really came around in the over, ended up betting it, but not, not for my lungs or anything, which again, is probably the right choice too. It's just another football game. They don't, uh, they don't pay any extra just because it's a Super Bowl. I mean, you can wager extra if you want. Had some fun with the props. Um, got burnt a little on some early Anthem Intel that wasn't quite correct. Uh, had some overs there that Bit me in the ass, made it back on Rihanna. Rihanna? I don't ever say her name right. Um, and then, you know, the Chiefs winning was nice. I did have some futures on that from the same week that uh, conference championship weekend. Just ended up betting an Eagles to lose to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl exacta before the conference games were played. So that was a, it was kind of, honestly, it was just kind of a parlay in my mind for conference championship weekend combined with, I thought the chiefs were, should have been the super bowl favorites. Obviously it did close a pick at bookmaker. There was a true sent me a screenshot, which is, I think after two weeks of talking about it and listen to everybody else talk about, it, I think was fair. 
And you watch the game. I mean, that game was kind of a coin flip, you know, depending on how you feel about the holding call, which was holding. It was still a three-point yeah. game. There were a lot of chances. I mean, again, if the Eagles don't quite fumble that ball, again, is that the, is that the play that basically decides the game kind of earlier on? It was. It was a really fun football game. A little bit of a bummer for a lot of the props and stuff we had with Miles Sanders getting hurt early. But besides that, I mean – I couldn't complain about a single thing. I thought the game was great. The halftime show was awesome. Rihanna was really great. That was a really cool thing, all the levels and stuff. I really enjoyed that. I mean, uh, I'm trying to just go through and see. I mean, Hertz was fantastic. I hope every Eagles fan that uh, spent all last offseason uh, saying they should trade Hertz for Russell Wilson really feels bad this morning because you should. Yeah. You were wrong. No, and that was the thing. I even said that in a chat. After he scored like his third rushing touchdown, I'm like, Maybe we should consider giving this guy the MVP, even if they lose. Like it was, it was an absolute standout performance that's going to get lost in the ages because they didn't take home the trophy at the end of the game. They scored thirty some points on one of the best teams, um, coughed up an absolute goofy f- defensive fumble that was really, really kind of out of character. Um, and uh, but otherwise, yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, the penalty late, it's such a silly thing how people treat that. And I know it. you can't say, well, it's funny how we wouldn't treat it the same if it was in the second quarter. Well, it doesn't change the win probability by that much if it's in the second quarter. It is different. It is not the same. But at the same time, it's, it's really tough for these refs. You can't tell them, like, hey, don't call stuff at the end of the game. We want you to just go away. Like, if that's the case, take the refs off the field for the last two minutes. Then go, well, go if you don't call it. You just have a different fan base that's angry, right? Instead of Eagles fans yeah. being upset, Chiefs fans are upset. So there is really nothing to gain from, like you yeah. said, telling the refs, you know, don't call stuff at the end of games. It was a clear hold. Again, Bradbury himself admitted that he did it. So, like. Yeah, and that's the stuff that gets, it, it depends on the angle. I think a lot of it gets missed just because they can't see it from one spot um, compared to if it's in a different spot and they can see it. You know, it, it's difficult to to get all those right all the time. Football players just getting better, faster. Defensive players, a lot of them are very savvy on how to how to get away with a lot of that stuff. Same with offensive players and some of the push-offs. So, no, I'm I'm fine with it. Very good Super Bowl. I did I even tweeted about this. It reminded me of Hey guys, do you remember the Rams Patriots Super Bowl? We could have had that. Remember how that was? 3 hours of just slog. I think there was one touchdown. That game was horrid. Like, I'll take this every year, and I'm fine with them. I actually am fine with them taking the refs off the field for four quarters, just letting them them rip. NFL Blitz. NFL Blitz Super Bowl. That would be so interesting. Can you imagine how they would play with no officials? Uh, Dirty. I believe they would play dirty. I believe they would play dirty. So, Um, no more football. Uh, unless you are going to bet the XFL, the USFL, the arena. You'll talk yourself into an XFL bet. Yeah, I will always talk myself into an XFL bet. But Was it, it Guardians draft... you had to win the championship? Uh, no, I had uh, P.J. Walker's team. The Houston Roughnecks? Was it Roughnecks? Oh, yeah, the Roughnecks. That's a thing. Uh, yeah, it was like an oil thing, which reminiscence of the old Oilers. But I'll probably dig into those if I get some time. But I am starting to dig into draft season. This is where I switch gears a little. I will start having some draft bets as they come. Uh, there's just not a lot on the board yet. Um, we're starting to have some chips that are falling. A big part of draft season is seeing where the coaches end up and then also tracking free agency. And it's funny, maybe the most important thing that happened 
for the NFL draft and where these quarterbacks be taken is the fact that Derek Carr is just going to force the, the Las Vegas Raiders to release him and make him a free agent since he becomes an NFL quarterback who's a free agent and has played at a high enough level that player, you know, he'll be sought after. Uh, it turns this quarterback needy group of teams that all could have been wanting to trade up, trade with the bears, you know, trade with Arizona. Some of those ideas that people had, it turns at least a few of their heads towards, Hey, maybe we can pay Derek Carr and have an established quarterback instead of taking a punt on Richardson, Levis, uh, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do there. So interesting wrinkle that kind of got lost in the shuffle of everything there. We'll, uh, we'll have to see how draft stuff goes. I'll have, I'll have draft bets. And then obviously Luke and I are back VR, me and him doing a fifth year option this Thursday. Again, we'll go over the last two weeks of all the news, um, the Steichen hiring in, in Indy makes a difference where hopefully we get some news out of Arizona and who their coach will be. We'll talk about some of these upcoming pro days, upcoming combine is later this month and a lot going on. So we'll get more into that. I have nothing for you now. There's just nothing up. I just am excited about it. And this is where I'll be turning it's a, still very lot, a lot of my attention. I, I think I'm going to, I usually do a mock draft the night before the draft. And it's, it's not, I guess you can say it's cheating, but I'm just not in tune enough to be doing them this far out. But VR and I, we will do a, a fifth-year option mock draft in a few weeks. We'll have one out, you know, maybe beginning of March. Once we have a little more information, we'll have our own official mock draft. That'll be fun to, to update. I don't know, go back and go out. back and look at, yeah, for sure. So, But as for stuff we can bet on today, this week, right now, the whole... The whole of the world's attention goes to basketball and hockey, a little bit of baseball. We have the World Baseball Classic and pitchers and catchers report soon, but, you know, they can have April. Give them April. So, for now, we, we turn our attention to the round ball of basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball. I should switch to my Timberwolves hat. <laughs> you should switch to your Timberwolves hat. Um, big slate of games tonight, 11. Um, three bets I do have here. You know, quickly on some of the other games. Hawks, Hornets came out basically right on my numbers. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are laying 15 points at home. I don't really know what to do with that because I'm not taking 15 points with the Spurs, that's for sure. Um, Jazz Pacers, that should be a really fun game. If Indiana's healthy, and that's kind of the problem. It looks like uh, Miles Turner is questionable and Halliburton is questionable. Uh, if you get Halliburton in, that's probably worth a little play on the Pacers, but we'll have to wait and see. The Nuggets waiting to see if um, Jamal Murray is going to play. And that line looks like it just flipped to Nuggets minus one and a half. So um, might jump on that here as we finish up the show. If it looks like Murray's going to play the Nuggets, that should be a really nice spot for them. The Thunder, short favorites at home. Again, hard not to bet the Thunder at home. They've been really, really great. But again, came up pretty close to my number. Our Magic, four and a half point underdogs in Chicago. Again, came out pretty much right on my number there as well. Um, Lakers, Blazers, uh, Wizards, Warriors. Again, um, I might play the Lakers here if it looks like LeBron's going to play in Portland, but we'll see how that goes. And then Wizards, Warriors, just really tough to handicap the Warriors, honestly, at this point with what's going on with all the injuries and whatnot. But three bets I did make. We'll start with the Rockets. First half, plus eight. That's right, plus eight. They are 13 and a half, almost 14-point underdogs in the full game spread in Philadelphia tonight. My 76ers. I've been very solid at home, but have been a little bit more slow starting in general. And 
the Rockets, you know, on the road aren't as good as they are generally um, in the first half on the road as they are at home. I'm sorry. But I look at this spot. I had this closer to six, uh, six and a half points. The eight looks really nice to me here. Um, Joel Embiid is questionable. Curious to see. They generally don't rest him when they're at home, but always a chance that he gets pulled. Um, I think the Rockets here have a chance to get on the Sixers. And, you know, despite Jabari Smith maybe not getting as much sleep as he wanted, I, I think they'll figure something out here. So um, Rockets, first half plus eight. Not going to do the halftime full time here. It's really hard for me to see the Rockets actually winning the first half. But we'll take the eight points. Points. I like a big number. The Brooklyn Nets plus three. They play New York tonight. I'm looking at two and a half. Probably draw the line right at three. Wait for a three if you can. It, it might bounce back at some point. This Brooklyn Nets team, again, very hard to kind of handicap. You know, not really any data on this group of guys playing together, but, um, you know, based on how the last few games have looked, really kind of all fits together well here. It's, there's something about just kind of having you know, eight, nine guys that are all really good, that are all flexible and can kind of be put into variable situations. It kind of feels like what the Jazz look like, honestly, earlier in the year, with maybe a little less scoring power. And they go up against the Knicks team that has been really bad against the spread the last month or so. It's an interesting team. There's like this five-week period where the Knicks were great. And then the rest of the season, they've been pretty mediocre. I had this game basically at a pick em. You know, maybe Knicks minus one um, at home, a little bit of a home court advantage still, even though, you know, Brooklyn and New York are uh, very close together, obviously. But like the Nets here, wait till it bounce, bounces back to three. I um, think they'll be able to keep that game close, maybe even win it. And then your Minnesota Timberwolves. Visit the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Mavericks should have Luka Doncic tonight, should have Kyrie Irving tonight. I'm cool. Even the Timberwolves. Uh, Minnesota's been playing very good basketball lately. Um, Rudy Gobert's listed as questionable, but he's questionable every game and plays at this point. But with just one big man, the offense has kind of found a lot more spacing. Anthony Edwards should have a great night tonight if you're like a DFS guy or something like that. I don't see anybody on the Mavericks that's going to slow him down in any way, shape, or form. So way too many points. I had this closer to four and a half, five, honestly. So seven, seven and a half, whatever you got in front of you looks pretty good. So handful of underdogs tonight. Speaking of underdogs. You can live with that. I like some underdogs. And now you make me want to bet like an Anthony. All right. So and you can't look at these props right now. Maybe. And they're probably up already. I mean, it's 1045 in the morning. The game's tonight. But, like, how do you feel? Do you ever bet these NBA props? Like, when you say Anthony Edwards is going to have a big night. Like, and, and I know it's based off position and who else is, and a lot of it, maybe not only, not only position, but the kind of lineup they'll be going with and what he's expected to do. But is there a case for one of those? That's not just Anthony Edwards points. I feel like you get some leeway when you do the points plus rebounds or points plus assists, maybe. And points plus assists is such what a tough one because like? points plus assists is, um, you know, it's almost like a negative correlation within a, a single prop market. You know, I know they have to price that in, but every time he gets an assist is the time he ain't making a bucket. You can't get any points if you're dishing the ball. So I, I know that's kind of tricky with some of the, you know, front court players who do get a decent amount of assists, but I like points plus rebounds. What are we thinking? Yeah, 38 and a half. What I'm, yeah, what I'm looking here is... <clears throat> Yeah, you definitely want to do points, points plus rebounds. He has had some big rebound games, and Dallas doesn't really have too many big men left at this point. Um, what What is points plus rebounds? Is it under 40? Let me see. That's what I'm willing to bet right now. That, that's me doing prop bets in my brain. 
Points plus rebounds, 33 and a half. <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah, that's a little low. Adding adding a prop. His last second ad. NBA prop. First one. You could hit that about points alone. Yeah. I think he has 40 points, guys. Just Let's off you convincing me just now. So I'll play that. <laughs> I'll play an Anthony Edwards points plus rebounds. So Love a momentum I'm on, bet. I'm on that. Um, Over in the Colonial Athletic Association. How far is this campus from you? I About 30 dude, minutes. Maybe a little bit less. So... This is not – this is actually – this game will be played in Hempstead, New York. Okay, so uh, and much further. A hot, a hot team. The Hofstra Pride are playing quite well right now. Uh, a lot of that has to do with some of the teams they play aren't very good, but they have wins over Charleston. They have wins over Towson. They beat uh, Wilmington a while back. Like This win streak has some decent wins within their conference as well. Uh, I just thought 10 was a bit too much here. Drexel, the Dragons of Philadelphia, as I mentioned, are one of the teams who I think is a fairly decent team in this conference. They just came off a pretty nice win in uh, overtime on uh, Saturday. And I know it's a, a little bit of a quick turnaround, some of these, where it's, you know, the, the Saturday game plus an extra five minutes a game uh, coming off coming off a home game Saturday, flipping it around to a Monday away game. But Philly to Hempstead's not uh, not some super travel spot. This actually should be a, a really entertaining game if you like colonial athletic basketball. But Drexel is one of the one of the better defenses in the conference. I know Hofstra is probably the best offense, but they don't get to the line nearly as much for a big favorite like this. And uh, what was the thing I had for Drexel there? Oh, just I mean Drexel's shooting overall. Their two point percentage, their effective field goal percentage. Uh, their offensive rebounding is good enough. Like I made this like seven, so getting a ten here felt pretty good. I know it's down to nine and a half. I bet this down to like nine. I think that's that's a reasonable stopping point for me. I think there probably is a ten out in the market if you still hunt enough. But for the most part, a lot of places did end up shifting this to nine and a half this morning. Uh, don't pay extra juice either, too. That's, that's such a thing. If you're betting like hundreds of these college basketball games, don't ever. Go like oh, I'm gonna buy it to the ten, and also too like I, I looked at three books just now. One of all three had nine and a half. One was minus fifteen. One was minus eleven. One was minus ten. Doesn't seem like a lot, but boy does that add up over like five hundred bets, guys. Like really, really trying to keep the juice low in college basketball. There are no points that are worth you know like five cents. The the difference between a half point in college basketball is very very minimal. No key numbers, guys. So. Take it easy. Bet the nine and a half if that's the best you can have. Let's go. Drexel Dragons. Let's beat the pride. It sounds weird. Like it's uh it's not like a mascot, you know, like beat the lions or whatever. So you you, can't, you're like, you're really beating a feeling. It. And it's a good feeling. Like it, it makes me feel like I'm a bad person. Beat the pride. Yeah, that's not good. No. I'm never gonna say like. that again. We're clipping this out of the show. It's gone. WTA. Doha. Doha. Doha, which is somewhere in the Middle East. You know I where it is? Guess. The World Cup was pretty close. To I was going to say, I think Malaysia. it's in the United Arab Emirates. Starts it's with a Q. Qatar? 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 I'm not, still not sure. Yeah, we're still not sure on that. That's a big bribery. Looks like you have a couple takes on one of these matches. Jesus Christ, what's going on there? 
Yeah, not too many lines open again. Just kind of tough timing here. Um, I'm looking at basically five. Um, a six match actually popped up while we were talking here. I've got a line for Kvitova Zhang. But um, two plays here. Kind of, well, one, two matches. One play in the first match here. Um, really like this spot for Ostapenko. Um, an underdog here to Madison Keys. And um, I think a little too much of recent form for Keys here driving this line. I have Ostapenko as a short favorite in this match. Um she has been playing solid tennis, and this is a great court for her. Keys has struggled here the few times that she's played, and for whatever reason, Ostapenko won this event. I think it was two years ago. It might have even been last year, and uh, generally makes a deep, deep run here. So has been in Qatar, I believe, for a couple days, warming up and getting to form here. Again, Keys hasn't played since the Australian Open, so um, could have come out here a little clunky, and I have Penko favored, so give me her plus money. Um, and then the other match here, um, or a lot going on here, Beatrice Haddad-Maya is going to play Paula Bedosa. Paula Bedosa coming off some sort of illness, a flu or something, but you know, basically hasn't played tennis since before the Australian Open. Comes back here in her first match. I love this first set over here. Two women that play really long first sets should be able to serve here and kind of hold their way through. I was looking at first set here over nine and a half. Minus 105, again, had this closer to minus 130 myself. So really, even anything minus 110 or better sounds great. Um, we'll probably try to stack this up, too, once it opens up a few other places, a 10.5 and a 12.5, and if you will. And I really like this spot for Haddad Mai. She's minus 120 here. I had this closer to minus 140, almost minus 145, um, as I start to tweak some stuff here. And again, if Pedosa is anything less than 100%, that's even a better edge here. So going to take Haddad Mai. And I guess if I like Haddad Mai to win the match, Andy, and I like the first set to go over nine and a half. Why not sprinkle some first set exact scores here? Again, smaller bets, but again, if I like the first set over and I like the dot by, I do, I have to see some value in these. And as I start to look at them, six, four, plus 500, seven, five, uh, plus 1400 and seven, six, you know, plus 1000 here. Again, just got a little sprinkles across the three, but really what that means is Haddad Maya wins the first set again by that kind of exact score, six, four, seven, five, or seven, six. And if she does, we're in really good shape. Cash one of these props. We've got our first set over nine and a half and that minus 120 with a one set lead is looking pretty good. So um, again, smaller bets on those more, a little bit kind of for fun, but I do, I see a little bit of an edge there. So I'm going to play those on top of those first other two plays. I'm going to parlay Bedosa Haddad Maya first set over 12 and a half with Pengo. Um, like Anthony Edwards to score 40. <laughs> That's all I see in my timeline is like people doing just taking big plus money numbers and making stupid SGPs out of it. So yeah, maybe it's five bucks into 200,000. Let's do why it. Not, why not me? Why not now? Maybe, which I'm only saying that because I did end up with a little bit in the black yesterday was good after the jesus just getting repeatedly kicked in the nuts by mr stapleton like i i needed him to break a guitar string at that point because uh i'd kind of made my bed didn't feel that fast no no i i'd made my bed with some some over bets and once the under info came in the n- number shifted and I, I wasn't going to be the kind of person who put myself in a polish middle where if it landed on like two minutes four seconds i lose both ways like nobody needs that in their life so left it alone just uh sometimes you got to take your medicine that's the best advice you can give in this spot so uh the tour shifts back to california the the golf tour the pga golf tour the professional golfers association and another big event another lot of big names including one that's not even on here that probably doesn't actually have a real chance of winning it but we'll talk about it all week 
And uh, yeah, Scotty Scheffler, fresh off his win. Rom was right there. Rory, a little rough, uh, rough start to the tournament. He ended up bouncing back. Made the cut at least. Tony was right there. Max has a win this year. Colin should have had a win this year. Sungjae's played well. Xander was right there. JT had a had a nice weekend. Oh, so many good golfers. Another really, really tough tournament to probably pick a winner from. It's going to be similar to last week where probably not going to be betting a lot of long shots. And as the clip Dan was so kind enough to clip said, I'm most likely betting Colin Morikawa. We're just early in the week. It's I know, who you are as a person. <clears throat> yeah, I know there's a there is a good chance to pick off early numbers at some of the legals on Sunday night, Monday morning. I don't do a ton of that because I'm not in a legal state, first off. But for the most part, I do like to wait for the bookmaker odds to come up just to see what's going on at that market. I like to see what pinnacle's hanging. And I think I'm going to get a 25 on Colin Morikawa. I am, I'm, you know, I'm manifesting it. I'm going to manifest it right now. We're getting a 25. I'm just going to wait for I'm sure it's 25. It can be, but no one can bet there anyway. Yeah. That, that is the problem with some of that. So otherwise, yeah, that's uh, that, probably my only bet. That's really, really for sure going to make the card for now. I'm going to have to do some soul searching on some of these other guys. Look at Genesis. And <clears throat> if nothing else, you get to watch Tiger Woods play golf this weekend. At least Thursday, Friday. I can't, I can't guarantee the weekend yet. He does have to play. I was, I was impressed that you, you went there, but you caught yourself. He does have to play a certain level of. Uh, <clears throat> and Falcon, the the original, the bring back the goat intro song. God damn! I don't even know what that means. That song we replaced the intro song because the. Oh yeah, YouTube was like, uh, I don't know. It's like Russian bots that go through youtube and report violations and i don't we were having such a problem with that we just said we're changing the song i don't care i do miss the old song i'm gonna go listen to the it right now. I, have, I have it on spotify so i have an <laughs> album of all the theme songs so uh with that yeah i'll be back wednesday matt and alex will take you into your tuesday go over some hockey i suppose since matt is around and We'll also have some basketball and whatever else. Then I'll be back, have some golf on Wednesday, hit the thumbs up on the way out. And if you had to work today, I'm sorry. This should be a damn holiday.